The impact and experience of the past 18 months has been different for everyone, as have our reactions. But there's no doubt it's been a difficult time for us all. That's why it's so important to look after our mental health and well-being, now more than ever. 57% of 18 to 34-year-olds felt that their mental well-being was negatively impacted by the pandemic, and just under half reported that they did not know what to do to help. But there are lots of things we can all do to take care of our mental health. The new Every Mind Matters campaign is encouraging the nation to find out what works for you. The free NHS approved mind plan is at the heart of the campaign, which offers simple tips approved by clinicians to support mental wellbeing. I'm Anika Allen, host of the Black Magic podcast, where we speak to brilliant and resilient Black British women about their experiences personally and professionally. Join me for part one of my three part series on mental health and wellbeing. In this episode, I'll discuss my recent use of the Every Mind Matters plan tool, which you can use too on the Every Mind Matters website to get your own personalised mental health action plan. I'll also be speaking to psychological therapist Vanessa Boachi, who set up Inside Out UK, a not-for-profit social enterprise aiming to help young people improve their mental health and well-being. We will be exploring different things you can do every day to make a positive difference in your life so you can be happier, healthier and cope with life's challenges. So hi, Vanessa. So welcome to the Black Magic Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here. Much appreciated. Oh, that's very much appreciated for you being here. So firstly, tell me, why did you set up Inside Out? So I guess with Inside Out, the reason why I set it up is because from my experience with working in the mental health field, um, from my own personal experiences of um, experiencing mental health difficulties, and just from, I guess, studying and learning a bit more about the topic of mental health and well-being, something that I noticed was that there wasn't much being done to support my community. And specifically looking at support that includes culture and also includes things that I guess my community can relate to. So the main reason why I set up Inside Out was to, I guess, provide culturally sensitive and also racially informed mental health support for people within my community and making sure that that is coming from a place where people can actually relate to the support that they're receiving, especially because as we know, within the community as well people are less likely to access mental health support and when they do access mental health support they are more likely to I guess not receive adequate treatment or adequate support in itself so my aim with Inside Out was to provide something that people can essentially relate to and also people can benefit from as well and also to provide professional support as well so Inside Out is run by mental health professionals and it's a way of being able to merge our culture with mental health education. Vanessa, that's amazing. Sounds like you're doing such fantastic things. And and I think one good thing that came out of the, this horrible pandemic is that I think more Black people are speaking about mental health and well-being and more are open to the idea of kind of seeking help for um how they're feeling and things that they've gone through in life. And you saw a lot of campaigns about kind of like different organisations raising money so that they could give um opportunities for black people that couldn't possibly afford going to a kind of private counsellor or seeking help to be able to do that. And I thought that was one of the fantastic things that happened over the last um, couple of years. 
I would definitely agree with that as well. I think, you know, despite the challenges that we have been experiencing, being able to find a way of supporting each other, I think that is something very special. So as much as it has been challenging, there has been some some light, I would say, mm. as a way of being able to support each other. Yeah, no, definitely. Earlier, you touched on your own experiences when it came to dealing with your mental health. What happened to you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to share this experience. So there's a a combination of things. I think one thing that I have noticed for myself is that it wasn't just one event in isolation. There was, of course, a combination of different things that added to each other to lead to my experience. So one of the experiences that I had... um, when I was younger, so I was about 17 at this time, someone who was quite close to me actually um, were going through their own mental health difficulties. And there was this one time, I literally remember this like the back of my hand, where you know they were feeling so distressed that they wanted to end their life. And I was with them that day and they literally ran towards a bridge And this person was quite faster than me as well. So imagine trying to chase someone to actually stop them and not being able to keep up. And at that time, I didn't know what to do. I felt so helpless. I felt so hopeless, but I was still just chasing after them to try and stop them, Um, still unable to actually catch up with them. So the first thing that came to mind, I don't know where this idea came from, was just to call the police called the police and luckily 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 they got there on time and the person didn't go ahead with actually ending their lives as well so they're still with us today and that's something that I'm really grateful for following from that incident you know it had an impact on my own mental health and my own well-being where I started developing physical symptoms and these were you know things such as heart palpitations and really dizzy you know when your body feels tense sweating I experienced that quite a lot and I genuinely thought that there was something wrong with me physically at that time I didn't attribute that particular event or anything that was going on to my actual physical experiences that I was having. So I thought that there was something wrong with me, something physically wrong with me. You know how it is, I just ignored it. I just thought, you know, this is something that will go away. Maybe just give it a bit of time. So what did you do to kind of understand what you were going through and and what those feelings were? It sounds like, I mean, was it anxiety that you were experiencing? Yeah, 100%. I think in retrospect, and now thinking of it, it was definitely anxiety. You know, if you know, I'd gone ahead with getting a diagnosis at that time, that definitely would have been anxiety. And I guess at that time, I didn't have the mental health literacy or the language to articulate those experiences until I actually called the NHS 111 service. So when I gave them a call, I explained my physical symptoms. And the lady over the phone I guess she had an understanding of mental health and well-being, etc. So she explained to me that the symptoms that I was experiencing were symptoms of anxiety. And I think at that moment, it was almost like a light bulb moment for me. 
mm. I was able to actually art- articulate my experiences and I knew that it wasn't you know a physical health condition that I was experiencing there was more to it and my experiences had led to how I was feeling at that time. Amazing at least you were able to get that diagnosis to kind of put yourself at ease and then to understand how you can then mm. deal with um, anxiety and at the moment yeah. and one in 10 18 to 34 year olds say that they're struggling most with their mental well-being at present compared to any other time during the last 18 months um and a third of those say they're negatively kind of affected and you know starting feeling anxious at seeing their friends and family again Mm. I mean so having experienced that when you were a kind of teenager and do you have any advice for anyone that's feeling this way I mean what did you do to kind of overcome or help with your anxiety yeah I guess my advice will be to understand your own experiences because I think sometimes what happens is when you hear the the label anxiety or you hear the label depression or whatever mental health difficulty it is, you might see on social media that someone is treating or looking after their anxiety in this way. And then you might try it and then you feel like, oh no, this doesn't really work for me. So my advice is to always try and understand your own experiences because everyone is going to experience their difficulties in their own way. I believe that self-awareness is essentially your superpower. You know, once you know yourself, you're able to actually find the the personalised tools, the personalised techniques to be able to support you the way that you need to be supported. So if that is, you know, reading more or keeping, I guess, a journal of any time you experience any negative thoughts that come into mind or any time you experience any physical symptoms, looking at, you know, the, the patterns there, seeing if there's any links towards, you know, how you're feeling, any places you are, just that general self-awareness but if you do feel that you're not able to actually do that yourself because I know it can be quite difficult to try and gain that understanding by yourself there is a lot of support out there you know there's so much support out there that you can access whether that is through accessing resources online, seeking therapy, you know, speaking to a counsellor. There are people who do want to support you. So the most important thing is for you not to suffer in silence. I know in our community, no one's talking about anything, but when you do actually articulate your experience, you're much more likely to be able to get the support that you need and the support that you deserve. Fantastic. And I love that. Um, self-awareness is your superpower I think we all we all need that that kind of understanding and and it's great tips in terms of you know talking to someone that you trust or trying to seek out help you know and I guess trying to manage those worries or you know keeping a journal or a diary about how you feel so you can understand you know are there particular triggers that are you know triggering that anxiety Mm. and I guess looking after your physical health as well I think that's just as important around when you're feeling anxious Mm. yeah yeah that too definitely I think um something that a lot of people underestimate is that connection between the mind and the body Mm. you know they say that when one is affected the other one sympathizes as well so even just the example that I gave of my experience of anxiety that was something that I was experiencing emotionally and something that I was experiencing mentally but then it had an impact on my body my body was taking that on so when you work on your mind that can then improve your physical health or you work on your physical health that can then improve your mental and emotional health as well so it's all connected and finding out I guess what works for you is is the best way to approach when you are finding ways to look after your mental health and well-being definitely and even I guess sleep and diet as well they're yeah those, those two 
parts are important as well because sleep can give you kind of energy to cope with those difficult feelings and experiences and you know I guess the food we eat kind of helps our mood doesn't it and energy levels yeah no 100% I think um you know looking at holistic health as well that is is so fundamental like he said the things that we eat have an impact on the way that we feel and there's a whole area in itself around gut health and how there's you know particular foods that you can eat to help you to improve your mood and and things like that so yeah it's really interesting how everything is connected no it all is definitely for me over the last 18 months or so kind of worrying about family that I couldn't initially see because of the pandemic weighed heavily on me and I had lots of close family members that unfortunately passed away and not from COVID though but from cancer and so but not being able to see each other or attend funerals or have funerals in the way that we would normally have as a kind of you know big black Jamaican family when we're having our nine nights and we're all getting together and things I think that was quite difficult for me over the last 18 months and just trying to kind of balance things kind of personally and professionally particularly at the beginning Mm. when um pandemic started and I was at home with my daughter and then trying to work and having gone back to work after maternity leave and things so I think they were some of the things that took up space in my mind yeah I'm so sorry you experienced that and I know that that itself would have been really challenging and really difficult and being in a position where you know you want to be there to support your family you want to be there to support your your friends and your your people but then because of the restrictions that have been put in place not being able to do so that is you know one of the most toughest things ever and also a lot of people who would have been in that position as well so it's really challenging when things like this happen especially when you don't expect it to happen you know the pandemic and everything that has happened it was just so out of the blue it literally caught everyone everyone I know was caught off guard by the last you know 18 months and so like we mentioned at the beginning, something great that has come out of this, as much as it has been a difficulty, is the support that we have been showing to each other. And I guess utilising what we have to be able to support people who do need the help as well. Mm. I know for myself anyway, I started using Zoom for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really familiar with it, but being able to now utilise new resources to be able to support one another. So I think, yeah, that's that's been a good thing that has come out of the pandemic. Definitely. I think um, knowing virtual technology was there to be able to keep connected and keep in touch with people. Like Mm. I did my birthday kind of party and quiz over Zoom and then Actually, when it was um, my birthday, I did kind of like a dance, a dance class online oh, over nice. Zoom, and then my actual partner came came into the dance class and proposed in front of all my friends and family on Zoom. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's so, um, amazing. That's so lovely. And they wouldn't have been able to be there otherwise. So the power of technology is um is amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of, I guess, technology and trying new things as well, I've recently used um, the NHS approved Every Mind Matters plan, where you answer five simple questions online, and then you receive a personalised mental health action plan with practical tips to help you deal with stress, anxiety, help you boost your mood, sleep better and feel more in control. And what I loved is if you want to swap a suggestion or try something new, you can also edit the plan and new advice appears. So have you tried that? Yes, yes. So one thing that I do like about it is it's so simple. I think the the great thing about the plan itself is that you have something that is personalised for you. Literally answer five questions, you know, five simple questions. It's not something that is going to take you like an hour to do or you have to come out of your house to do. It's literally 
online mm. like complete five questions and then the the fact that it generates that plan for you just makes it so simple if you're feeling really anxious or feeling really down you know if something seems really long to do you're less likely to actually do it itself but the fact that it's so simple as well you know I think it's something that everyone should give a go but how was it for you when you know you completed it you know it was good um some of the tips it gave me was um you know to relax my muscles and mind so you know like I guess sometimes we can be I guess so tense that we don't even remember what being relaxed feels like and so it's kind of doing exercise that teaches me to recognize when I'm starting to get tense and how to relax and to kind of try and repeat that on a daily basis. And also listen to relaxing music, which mm-hmm. I do. And it says um, to try kind of meditation. So, you know, turning up electronics an hour before bed yeah. and then trying to get ready to sleep by listening to, um, you know, like I guess a meditation video or music or something to help me relax and so I have got the kind of like calm app on my phone that I do do that for I'll try and play mm. kind of you know soft music through Spotify or something and things and then just to try and tackle restlessness so you know if I can't sleep for me not to lie awake in bed to get out of bed and find something relaxing to do until I feel tired again mm. um, and as soon as I feel tired go back to bed so I haven't done that but one thing that I found that when I'm kind of feeling restless some usually when I'm feeling restless it's because I've got something on my mind so I find that if I kind of get a paper and pen and mm. write down what I'm thinking it kind of gets it out of my head and onto paper and then I feel better and I usually can sleep so I think something like kind of like journal journaling and writing things down does help me yeah did it give you any particular tips yeah so mine was around deep breathing and that's something that I already do but being able to I guess see that it's something that can help with I guess managing stress levels and managing anxiety especially when you're feeling really overwhelmed I think that itself is quite helpful you know when there's so many things going on and you just pause literally just pause for you know a couple of seconds you know take a deep breath in take a deep breath out and then that itself you know makes me Mm. feel quite recharged so then I can go and tackle whatever to-do list I have in a more productive way rather than just trying to consume myself and you know burning out and stressing Mm. myself and things like that so yeah I really liked the deep breathing one as well another one that came up for me was around exercising and do you know what? I've got like a, a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> As with most people, mm. it's, it's one of those things where, do you know, when you're in a routine or something and it works for you, it's great. But then sometimes when you like fall off and then trying to come back on again, um, you know, that itself can be the, the, the tricky part. But I 100% agree with the benefits of exercising, even if it's just 20 minutes a day, the impacts that can have on your mental health and well-being, like even with the the serotonin, the endorphins that flow from exercise and things like that. So yeah, I think those were the two that really stood out for me. And one that didn't come up for me that I like as well is the journaling, you know, being able to actually process Mm. your thoughts and sometimes what I do as well is when I feel like there's you know so much going on I would open up the voice recording app on my phone and literally just talk talk about everything that's going on um, to myself so it looks like I'm talking to myself but that is I guess my way Mm. of doing the audio journal if you put it and um, my plan one day I haven't done it yet but my plan one day is to listen back to Mm. it (laughs) to see all of the things that I was talking about (laughs) that's a good idea actually I've never thought about doing an audio journal but actually it would be easier than taking the time to write things down um although I do like the written word 
but yeah, it's, it's a good option for, for those of you listening. If you don't like writing, then there you go. You can utilize the voice functionality on your phone and do an audio journal. Were there any other hobbies or activities you took up over the last kind of two years that helped you kind of, I guess, keep you relaxed and motivated over this time? Um, something that I find really, really helpful is stretching really really simple like stretching literally just doing a whole body stretch Mm. I find that again back to the idea of um you know finding what works for you I find that when I'm stressed or when I'm anxious or feeling overwhelmed my body almost tenses up so you know when I take that time out to literally stretch different parts of my body stretch my back in particular my lower back you know um, my arms my legs etc that itself helps me to feel good and I feel like sometimes I store the tension in my body as well so being able to stretch is almost like being able to you know release some of those emotions that have been stored in my body so yeah stretching is something that I absolutely love I try to do that um, in the mornings and also in the evenings before I go sleep as well and I find that it really helps me to actually sleep a bit better there's some sort of correlation there for me personally anyway I definitely need to do more stretching I'm not that flexible and I don't want to get into my my 40s 50s or 60s and just be a mashup because I haven't been stretching so right? <laughs> you definitely reminded me to do that now <laughs> So I wanted to ask you some kind of, I guess, quick kind of self-care, uplifting questions. I think we both should answer them, but it's just something quick for you to think of the first thing that comes to your head and then just say the answer. You ready? Okay, ready or not. (laughs) (laughs) Do the people around you make you feel energised? Yeah, the people around me do make me feel energised. I I feel like I'm very blessed to have um, really supportive and amazing friends and family around me. Just as an example, last week I wasn't feeling too good and I had friends and family come to bring me care packages bring me lots of vitamin c bring me my um, pepper soup everything so yeah and I feel like I do have amazing supportive people around me what about you do you feel like the people around you energize you Definitely, definitely. My friends and family are a whole mood. They just um, yes. definitely make me feel lifted and feed my soul and make me feel happy when I'm around them, whether it's with my cousins and where, even though we're all grown, we'll be like, let's, let's make up a dance routine. I love that. <laughs> love it. Well, you know, or whether it's, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing something personally or professionally, my, you know, my friends, my biggest advocates and biggest cheerleaders and things. So um, that's amazing. You know, um, you know, my sister, and my mom, we speak every day and, in the morning and kind of like I guess lift each other and things and you know my best friend's amazing with um my daughter who's a goddaughter and you know we'll always kind of what do you need help with and so my my fiance and I went to a spa recently and things because she took my daughter so we could have some time to ourselves so they definitely make me feel energized oh amazing it makes such a big difference doesn't it definitely definitely I think we can't take Mm. for granted the kind of people that we have in our lives to make memories with and to spend time with because you know that's what life's about that's success to me kind of like how we Mm. you know love serve and help the people around us and the people that we love yeah, definitely. I 100% agree with that. So when was the last time you gave back? Oh, I would say that was probably on Sunday, actually. Ooh. So <laughs> it's so funny because um, I was actually going to do my hair and um, I contacted the person on Instagram to 
do my hair for me and um on the way there because it was the first time that I was going there so she called me to ask me where I was and I said yep I'm parking up my car and I'm on my way so parked up my car walked down the road and I see a lady waving at me so she asked me oh am I coming to do my hair so I was like yeah I'm coming to do my hair sat down she started actually braiding (laughs) she started braiding my hair and then I see I'm getting a phone call from the person that I was speaking to and it turned out that was the original person that I was speaking to if that makes sense (laughs) yeah so I literally sat in the wrong salon basically (laughs) so the lady came the the original lady came and because she asked me where I was and she she looked quite upset because of course I was her customer and of course she's probably expecting some sort of money from the services that she'll be providing me and, and stuff and it looked like it generally looked like she was about to cry so I felt really bad so after the lady um, the second lady did my hair I did actually go back to her and I thought you know what let me just um, I apologized for getting it all mixed up and everything. And I just gave her, you know, a bit of money for the service that she would have provided. God. Me. So I think that's given back. Yeah. No, I think that's given back because you didn't have yeah. to, you didn't have to, even though obviously, yes, you made a mistake, but ultimately she still didn't do a service. But so I think it's definitely yeah. good that you did that. Cause when you're freelancing, working for yourself, you do you that's know, the thing. every, every yeah. penny and pound count. So it's um good that you did that. But what about you? When was the last time you gave back? So in the summer, beginning of lockdown one, I started to jog. A friend of mine, Leanne, she jogs and has um, an organisation that she runs called Backpackers. And so she was very good with me, kind of teaching me to breathe and take my time and not to rush and things. And so I, I set myself a target of doing a 10K wow. and raising money for um, Cancer Research UK. Because as I mentioned, um, quite a few me- members of my family have passed away from cancer. And so I managed to raise um, just over £500 for Cancer Research UK and do the 10K and stuff. So um, so I was very proud, proud of myself and I, n- not being a runner either. So my best friend did it with me as well, just to, as support. And she, um, she said her friend at work said, oh, you know, I do 10Ks in an hour. And I was like, well, we're not professional runners and doing 10Ks quickly, but let, we can set ourselves a target of an hour and um, an hour and 15 minutes then. And we did it in that time, like literally wow. exactly that time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that was a, that's the last time yeah. that I gave back. No, that is so amazing. And that, you know, a great thing with that as well is you also challenged yourself mm. and you were able to actually achieve within, you know, the, the challenge that you set for yourself. That's Definitely, amazing. Yeah. Although, that. although I did end up in hospital with a sickle cell crisis after it. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh, I'm pushing oh, no. myself too much. Well, I'm, I'm, a, okay. I'm aware of that now, but I, I did it. That's the main thing. <laughs> mm, no, definitely. Well done. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, are you making time to be social? Yes, I have to. <laughs> I think because of what I do, being a qualified therapist, I am always um, pouring out, you know, in terms of supporting people. So I definitely need to make sure that my cup is full before I'm able to actually support others and as part of that you know of course includes having time to be social so what I always do what I have been doing for years and years and years is I always set aside one day of the week where I don't do anything I don't care how busy I am I don't care how many deadlines I have that day my Saturday is my rest day Mm. that's the day that I will use like half of the day to rest and then half of the day to I guess catch up with 
whoever I haven't caught up with in a long time. So, yeah, for me, I think it's something that is so important, so fundamental. And like what we're speaking about with support, you know, being around people that uplift you, being around people who energise you as well, it makes such a huge difference to your life. So, yeah, I think it's something that I definitely make time for and need to make time for do you think it's the same for you yeah no i'm i diarize everything so if it's not in the diary it's not getting done because oh gosh <laughs> i know that feeling <laughs> i'll make plans and put it in the diary so i know that i have things coming up but then i also know when i have quiet time time to myself to be at home and just chill or to do things with my daughter and things and just so i know i'm making that time to be social to see people and um, spend time with loved ones and things because i think that's um that's just as important but also just understanding like you do like having that quiet time as well because sometimes you can get overloaded when you're just seeing people on on the go all Mm. the time so it's good to kind of take some time out and relax and be yourself and just watch a bit of netflix or or meditate and (laughs) chill no definitely i found that um I don't know how it was for you, but I found that for me, after we started transitioning back into the real world, you know, after lockdown, I found that when I initially started socialising, I'd come home and I'm just so tired, Mm. just so exhausted. Um, So what I tried to do was just transition myself and do it through drip. So rather than going to see 10 people at a time, just starting off with, you know, one person and then building it up. And I think now... I'm at an okay stage where I don't feel as exhausted and as tired. And I think yeah. a lot of people did mention to me that they feel or felt a similar way anyway, going through those transitions. I think a lot of people have felt that way. And I think some of the tips that we've said in today's episode kind of can help with that. They take, mm. the, take the time to think about kind of relaxing, meditating, journaling yeah, and all that stuff. definitely. And finding what works for you as well. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And so my last question for you is, if you could give someone some advice to your younger self, what would that be? Ooh, I like that question. <laughs> <laughs> if I could give advice to my younger self, I would probably say, take your time. It, it's so funny because when you're younger you think, okay, I cannot wait to be an adult. I can't wait to do whatever I want. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do that, etc. And there's always those thoughts of, I can't wait to do X, Y, and Z. And I think sometimes doing that, saying that I can't wait for X, Y, and Z, you then miss out on what's happening now. And it, there could be amazing things that you're currently doing, but then because you're so consumed by thinking about what's happening mm. next, you don't get to actually enjoy the moment and be present what I would definitely say to young Vanessa is to take time and enjoy the present enjoy the moment so you don't miss out on what's happening now yeah I think that's great advice because when you're young you're kind of in a rush to get get to you know to grow up and to do things and and when you look back as an adult you think actually you know my youth was pretty epic or actually I should have taken the time out to enjoy enjoying that moment a bit more so it's definitely fantastic advice Vanessa thank you and so where can listeners go to find out more about you so um, I'm on social media so if you are interested in hearing about the work that I'm doing um, follow Inside Out Wellbeing so we are on 
Instagram, we're on Twitter, we've got a website. So the website is www.insideoutwellbeing.org. So that's all together. Um, Instagram is at insideoutwellbeing underscore. And that's the same for Twitter as well. If you're looking for me personally, um, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Nessa Banks underscore. And that's where you can find me. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you too. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. And I've really enjoyed having the conversation today. So thank you. And those of you listening, thank you for joining us. You heard us discussing Better House Every Mind Matters campaign. It offers information and videos to help young people look after their own mental well-being. The Every Mind Matters website also provides dedicated support to help parents and guardians look after the mental well-being of the children and young people they care for. Search Every Mind Matters to see what works for you. Catch every episode of the Black Magic Podcast by subscribing on ACAST, Apple, Spotify, and all good podcast apps. Spread the word and share the magic.